And what's up, everybody? Nice to see you all or be here with you all. And uh, yeah, when we originally decided to do this, we're texting last week and uh, I was like, let's just talk about some random conscious stuff because I just felt that a free flow of energy is what's needed rather than some sort of direction and conversations because there's so much going on right now. And that not just with like, you know, the world situation and the viral thing that's happening, but just all these different drops, even in the realm of UFO disclosure, in the realm of for, um, forbidden archaeology, new archaeological discoveries. And to talk to your point, when we start discussing ancient civilizations and <clears throat> what we can learn from our past, the reason why it's important to learn from our past is because we have we've created and we have committed many mistakes that has led to detriment of humanity. And we can learn from our past, but not only can we learn from the past that is actually there available for us to, you know, in our own history books even, but there's so much more that is out there that has been forgotten to time, lost to time, or been manipulated or hidden, right? So the why we have to start questioning why was that information manipulated or hidden maybe there was some sort of empowering message in that maybe there's something that we could learn and what's happening now is that we are working with many researchers just to bring out this information so that we can create a like a picture of humanity's history because truly the history of humanity you know and that goes back into the galaxy even the galactic history and the history of our entire cosmos is is the greatest story ever told because it's literally the story that birthed all other stories there would be no other story without the creation of what we are now right so <laughs> it, it, it's so amazing and beautiful just to um, sit and watch it and i want to have more of these discussions omar because um i feel that in the conscious like podcasting um uh, community right now just the information in general people are so focused on you know, all the chaos and the division that is happening right now and speaking on it. And even though we speak on that too, we still want to continue the conversations about the disclosure of extraterrestrials and what it, what our true history is. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we, uh, you know, it's important to uh, talk about what's going on uh, in the, uh, in the world today, politically and uh, economically, and because it's, it's important, but we shouldn't really, you know, tunnel vision ourselves onto that and just solely focus on that. We have to, you know, we have to stay attuned to and abreast to what we started off doing. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you've been doing this for, you know, a lot longer than I have been. And, uh, you know, and our message all along has been to focus on our past and, uh, you know, learn about ourselves. So, you know, absolutely, you know, I think uh, we should continue these types of discussions and uh, and help people understand, uh, you know, what they are. Because right now mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that are waking up mm -hmm. and, uh, and they're in a fog and they're going around looking for answers. And everywhere they look, you know, the only thing that they're being bombarded with is the conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. But, you know, once some of these people actually come to some of our events and watch some of our videos, then, uh, you know, then they'll get the basic idea of what's going on because we're you know we're genuine people just everyday people you know mm -hmm. just uh trying, trying to, to share figure a it message out. yeah exactly you know, just Exploring. like everybody else we just have the balls to do it on screen <laughs> yeah exactly and i gotta say that took that took a few years for me to even get myself you know yeah yeah absolutely man <laughs> i had to build myself up to it now first yeah. i was shy i didn't want to turn the camera on and then finally i turned the camera on and i was yeah. like okay you know, know right? it's on, it's on, it's, 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 let's go. <laughs> when, um, about four or five years ago, I went back into the job force, um, and I went to work at Canaan Engineering, this like air filter, air intake company. And uh, when I went there, I had to 
go and contact everybody that had posted videos of me online. This is like six years ago to get them to put him to take him down because I was afraid that they, uh, my employers would find my um, information about me and fire me. You know, oh, no, it really and that this was six years ago. Yeah. And so just like when I reflect on that, I'm like, damn, I've come a long way. Now I'm like at a point where I don't even care. Like I'll, I'll put my name to things, you know, especially because the more time progresses, the more everything that we've always felt in our hearts or intuitively seems to actually have been validated. Now it's true. <laughs> yeah, know? absolutely. Absolutely, Neil. And uh, <laughs> the thing with that also is that is the uh, the power of thought and the will to write the program that is before us because we don't have to follow the path that's laid out you know we can create our own future with our thought and our willpower mm -hmm. and uh, and that's what you've done you know you've uh, you know went from you know in that state of fear of uh, you know losing your job to now to the point where you know you want people to see your stuff yeah. right so it's uh, you know it's it's beautiful man it's absolutely beautiful I feel like we have to own it, you know, like I felt like a hypocrite at that point in my life for a little bit because I was like really about it, but I felt like I couldn't express it because of fear of retaliation from family and friends. But now more that's progressed, I 100% own what we're doing. There's too much evidence here. And this is like, I'm generally a skeptic. So a lot of the information that I actually acquire that leads me to certain beliefs, I feel like I've it's vetted information. Um, there's a lot of evidence to back it. And now, especially when it comes to UFOs and ETs, the kind of drops that we're getting from governments, right, are outrageous. The like everything beyond what we actually could have even imagined. So, why do you think they're doing that, Neil? Like, uh, why? Why let up on the information now? Like, what's the yes. deal? Do, do they think that the cat's out of the bag and they have to do it before? Uh, you know, really, they Certainly. land on the uh, White House lawn kind of deal. Maybe not to that ex extreme, but yeah. you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Before so they this, decide to expose themselves. So this opens up a great conversation that I wanted to actually have one of our discussions specifically about this. So I'm glad you segued into it because, um, all right. So just to give some like history um, since December, and you probably know this, that in the COVID relief bill in the U.S., that there was a clause put in there back in December that said that for Marco Rubio, who's one of the people spearheading it, and then I think Senator Reid as well, who has been on Tom DeLonge's team for a while and to the Stars Academy, was said that we have that all the government agencies, all of them, have 180 days to disclose everything they have. Are you are you aware of this? No, I'm not. Okay, yeah. So it was big news in CNN. Maybe it didn't come into Canada as much, but um, a lot of the UFO stuff that's been dropping becomes really big over here over the last few years. So um, like all the mainstream outlets basically uh, were talking about this. Why is there a clause in the COVID bill on UFOs? It's all about COVID. Why is there UFO stuff there? Now, what it seems has happened is all the socio-political, um, the socio-economical really um, mechanisms and structures and institutes that would be responsible and would be activated when ETs come and con contact Earth have all been initiated during during this world viral crisis, and um, and then at the same time, UFO information has come out even more than in the last eight years. In the last four years, it's coming out quite a bit every month. It seems every two months tops in the U.S. specifically, but now it's been even more since you know. And I'm trying not to say the word, the viral word, because I don't want to get demono on YouTube or anything or banned. But you know, what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. like this world, yeah, yeah. 
So what's I'll say current world crisis, right? Just to kind of give you that. So because of that, it seems that uh, this is the perfect time also to have open contact with ETs because if if we were just doing the you know business as usual and this world crisis was not happening and we were all focused on going to our uh, businesses, running our um, stuff, um, identifying with what we do rather than the fact that oh my god, who am I? Because I just lost everything I thought I was. Maybe I'm something different. If people were still going to churches, all that was happening. If open ET contact came here, there would be so many people not ready to fully even have the time or the bandwidth to even give to that concept because it's so focused in their rites and their rituals and their ceremonies about life. What's happened now is we've disrupted them all. This is really the most perfect time for ETs to have open contact with us. So, And then also these institutes have been initiated that seem like they, um, you know, would be the perfect institutes to be initiated when we have this contact going on. So now to the 180 days to disclosure, what they said was you have 180 days to disclose everything you got, but they didn't wait 180 days. What happened was it started coming immediately within a week in um, the uh, CIA dropped in January this year, the CIA dropped. And because of what's going on in the world right now, that's why we not everybody knows about this because it's always like outranked in the search engines. But in January, the CIA dropped a bunch more um, documents. And I have a YouTube video on my YouTube channel called 180 Days to Disclosure. And it speaks about this and shows you the documents. But on it, dude, I went through it. And one of the documents is a celestial craft found hovering over Antarctica on the CIA's own oh. website. Yeah. And dude, and they had like, like, oh my God, there was two articles in there from somebody that received a message. One of the people that worked for the CIA that received a message from space and it was the decoding. One of them was the message. Another one was the, um, the decoding of the message to try to convert it to English. And they had two of those. So completely admitted that they're getting this contact going on, right? And not even like, dude, type in CIA UFO and you'll probably find the first um, thing will be that website. And it's on the NSA's website. The NSA is housing the CIA's documents right now. So then that moves to today. And uh, just a couple of days ago, this new revelation that just came out that I wanted to discuss this with you. And um, this is, I'm reading this from the sun, but it's on all the mainstream outlets. Pentagon admits it has been testing wreckage from UFO crashes and findings may change our lives forever, experts say. This was a few days ago. So we do know a few years ago, I think like two or three years ago, we heard this whole thing with Tom DeLonge's thing about how they had that uh, a piece of metal and Robert Bigelow had it in Vegas. And that's pretty much all we heard of it. So now this is something a little different that's also about a metal. But the interesting thing is what they actually say about this metal. I'm going to read this to you. Um, let's see here, researcher. Okay, is this the metal that uh, Bob Lazar was talking about? I don't know, but let me, tell me what you if you think this is the metal because it was called what was the one Bob Lazar was calling about? I'm um, talking about again. What was the name of it? Um, I can't remember. Here, let me okay. uh, let me just Google it real fast. All right, and I'll read this to you as you do that. So this is a DOD response, right? Out of the 154 pages of test results that includes reports on a mysterious memory metal called nitinol, which remembers its original shape when folded. Like, it remembers dude, its... Say that again, Neil? Okay, it's a memory metal called nitinol that remembers its original shape when folded. So you can, like, it's a metal, 
and you could fold it into any way possible and then it has a memory to it that it remembers the shape that it takes so it's wow. like some sort of advanced metal that they don't find on earth that is in these documents that they have that they just dropped a few days ago about their test and their studies on it it's 154 pages that's only one line of 154 pages of the test results 154 Holy. pages bro of the test results of this imagine what's on there and it's available for us to go through now so how does this metal do they talk about like how this metal retains its read. memory there's there's got to be like some sort of nanotechnology like in within because this is like terminator shit man well i'm sure it's in the documents but all the uh, news agencies have done so far is report on it they haven't dissected every page they've just said that this exists yeah right so um the the person here says it was a stunning admission from the u.s government and the documents reveal that some sort of retrieved debris possesses extraordinary capabilities including the potential to make things invisible or even slow down Whoa. the speed of light slow down the speed of light bro wow the pentagon has admitted to holding and testing these debris from ufos I wonder if it can increase the speed of light. <laughs> Face plant. <laughs> I just fucking, I just hurt myself right there. I just smacked my head hard. Oh, shit. You okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. That's maddening. That reminds me of the, the Terminator. You know, remember he gets blown up and then his uh, you know, yeah. liquid metal comes back together to keep that shape. This is insane stuff, man. And that's I wonder exactly if it's like what my wife said. With that this is insane stuff, yeah. No, she said that. What if it's like Terminator? Yeah, that's the exactly yeah. what I thought too. Mm -hmm. Bob Lazar is uh, un un pentium, one one five. Okay, yeah, yep, yeah, that's something else probably. Yeah. Here, here's more. Nitinol is a shape memory alloy that remembers its original shape when folded or crunched and snaps back seamlessly and instantly. And you know what's funny is like I've seen that metal in many alien movies throughout the decades where they have that kind of thing that like they crunch up and then the metal goes out again. So they probably knew about it isn't, the whole time. Isn't that uh, something that I kind of could have sworn I've seen a video on it for uh, what's that? Uh, Roswell, uh, where there's yeah. that one dude, he said that uh, he found uh, some uh, sheet metal or something like that, and uh, you know he squished it, and uh, it went back to um, you know its original form uh, to what uh, you know he found. I think it's something like that. Like don't yeah. totally quote the, the me on it, but it was on the show, right? On the show, or are you talking about the real in real life? Uh, like in real life. Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, that. I think yeah. Don, his name's Don something. He's like talks on Roswell. He mentioned that. Yeah, something like that. It was a general or some army guy. Oh, Clifford, Clifford that, Stone. That went to investigate the, uh, you know, the Roswell and then said that he found something and took pictures of it. On the NSA's website where they have the CIA documents, they say they have documents on there t talking about Roswell being fake, right? And then they just drop some more documents that talk about it being real. Talk, talk so, about trying to confuse a guy there, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Mm -hmm. It's got to be real. It has to be real. Roswell has to be real. Um, I don't yeah. think uh, you know they could have. I don't think it would have held on as long as it has uh, if it was if it was a fake. Mm -hmm. It says here the reveals the testing was carried out by Bigelow Aerospace, one of the department's defense private contractors based in Vegas. 
and the company laid off all of its staff at the Vegas plant last March due to the pandemic. And also, and it's not known where the UFO material is now kept. So they moved it somewhere. Oh, yeah. And here's a picture right here off Roswell and the medal in that Army General's hand. Marcel Jesse. Yeah, is that his name? Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> I just remembered the story. I don't remember the uh, remember the names, right? I've been uh, mm -hmm. 420 friendly for like 30 some odd years, so you know it's uh, <laughs> it's yeah it's taken its toll a little bit, right? So, but I remember <laughs> uh, I remember all the highlights and shit, right? But uh, you know, if you want to yeah. ask me names and stuff, you know, then that's when the uh, you know Google kicks in. <laughs> Straight up, huh? Yeah, yeah so it's amazing, dude. Like, so a lot of things are happening. I wanted to bring that up, especially because I want to circulate circulate that around a bit because it is being overlooked by many because of just a lot of people are still kind of like trying to figure out what to do with their lives. You know, it's like this the shock of what has happened to the planet hasn't quite settled yet. We're still kind of in that shocking phase, and I've noticed that only some people are starting to settle into this experience now and are starting to talk about it, come out, you know, have these discussions, but I definitely wanted to bring it out there and let people know about it. Yeah. And you know, uh, earlier you said that uh, this is the right time for ET to, uh, you know, expose itself. And that's absolutely correct. Right. Because the way mm -hmm. we're talking about 2020, right. We're uh, you know, looking at it as some horrible thing and 2021 comes along and something big happens it's not really going to phase the people all that much because they're really they we've been conditioned now to accept something even more bizarre than mm -hmm. uh, you know than what we've been you know currently exposed to. So you know it totally makes sense. Yeah, right? people will have parties. I think uh, if they find out because they'll be thinking they're here to save us. What do you yeah. think? Are they here to save us or are they here to uh, um, you know Columbus coming to America kind of deal? No, I think. I, well, I don't think they're Columbus coming to America. I think that <laughs> the ones that we're going to connect with and communicate with are going to be benevolent, loving beings. And for the most part, the advanced uh, beings will be like this. And I also feel that humans have a tendency to, um, to what is it, to project their own personalities and beliefs onto others. And so well, that's what we do when it comes to ET. We project that ET is going to be as negative, divisive, harmful, um, controlling, patriarchal as we are, right? But yeah. there's so many different factors involved. And I would say that right now, because of the that craziness and the division in the world, we're inhibiting progress. Progress is kind of being fake right now technology is increasing exponentially but the consciousness of our governments really aren't so and our you know just our world structure so what needs to happen is that needs to shift in order for us to have open contact and um, just like the guy from israel the space chief that came out recently he said that the galactic federation has been in contact with us for quite some time and that the reason why they don't communicate with us and have open contact is because we're not ready yet and I feel we're going to be ready. And we are. This whole experience in the last year has really, I feel, kicked us forward in being ready for this experience of ET open contact. Yeah, absolutely. I think it has. Uh, like I was saying, we're, they conditioned us into, uh, you know, something big like this to happen. And, mm -hmm. 
you know, yeah, I feel the same way that there's going to be benevolent ET that show up and, you know, along the way we might, you know, get exposed to some hostile ones. But, you know, let me ask you this now, you know, ETs, uh, you know, say they're uh, a million years old uh, compared to our, you know, a couple of few hundred thousand years or even a couple million years. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, half a billion years old and they were able to travel, uh, you know, interdimensionally. Do you think that the ET that would come from higher dimensional states and manifest uh, physically in this dimension be more benevolent than the ones that are existing right here with us right now in this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this 4D environment that we share with them? Yeah, I used to think that's a pos- that was the way it was. But now I think that there's such a huge wide range of experience that I can't really give i can i can not put a blanket statement on any type of experience i don't really truly know what the fourth or fifth or sixth dimensional experiences are and if we look at the galactic history and channeled information or even other information about galactic history we have um information about all these wars that took place as well for example the orion wars that supposedly took place over tens of thousands of years um linear years of earth time but existed in a different dimension we also also have stories of the Lyrans being the first humanoid race. However, the Lyrans had conflict on their planet and actually had war and broke out into three different planets in their first solar system that they inhabited. So for us to say that being higher dimensional means that you're not going to have these um, dualities or challenges that might be negative agendas, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure. I would feel it's a frequency game, but... I feel that you can be within frequencies, like between vibrations and realms as well, like the astral realm. So to answer your question, to go back to your question, the individuals on Earth, say that there's ETs on Earth. I feel that humans on Earth, having our chakra system, but also having the 12 chakras that we can tap into, we're able to tap into the compassion and the benevolence of all those dimensions right when we're on Earth. So... If you're an ET on Earth and you had similar abilities to tap into other dimensions of experience, then you could be a more ben- you can probably be more benevolent than an ET that's coming from another dimension down here. Yeah, you would choose love just yeah. naturally, right? Naturally. This is all theoretical right now. We're, I'm just yeah. like, thinking out loud, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm me too. You know, I uh, I think uh, if you're a higher state of being, I don't think you would have any business with uh, you know any form of violence or uh, anything like that uh here let me ask you now this uh about uh the et you know i, I got a take on it as well but i want to hear yeah. i want to hear your thought on it first uh all these abductions that are happening um you know that um that we've been hearing about there's probably like tens of thousands of them every single day uh mm-hmm. that uh you know that we're not aware of uh you know you figure by now you know after so many abductions you know the idea of them trying to learn about us can go out the window, right? Because they know everything about us. And what's the, you know, what's their goal, right? Like, what are they up to? Are they trying to, you know, are they messing around with our DNA? Uh, Are they, uh, you know, like uh, re-engineering us in uh, some shape, way or form, or and have been for, you know, a very, very long time to create us into what they want? Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel that there's because I've been into the the hybridization information for quite some time. Uh, back in 2010, 2011, uh, was you know with speakers and even 
hypnotherapists that used to regress people to the abduction experiences. And, um, if, you know, Dolores Cannon was a great friend and she, you know, her last event was with us, Barbara Lamb as well. And these individuals are known for regressing people to these type of experiences. So from all of this information that I've gathered, really asking questions, doing a lot of interviews, hearing presentations, reading books, I feel that there are multiple um, type of DNA, you know, genetic programs going on and they'll have all different types of agendas. That Earth seems to be a library of DNA that it could actually be the D every single race within our galaxy has donated some sort of genetic material in a galaxy that is, if not just a localized galaxy in this specific area, because my theory is either we have um, localized regions in the galaxy that we have certain oversouls that are kind of, you know, involved in the facilitation of that and all the beings within that area has donated DNA and genetic material to Earth, or it might be an entire galaxy, which is why we're the biggest light show in the universe. So not only that, we're also a really great source of genetic material for all of other beings, because there are multiple beings out there that are creator beings, creator gods, you know, like whether it's the Elohim or the Mantis or, or the Greys uh, taking DNA. So we're almost like a Petri dish of genetic material that... I'm just thinking that. <laughs> right, that not only are we um, one of the furthest, the, uh, the one of the newest civilizations, because Earth compared to other places in a, a galaxy alone, but we're also an older civilization because we exist in linearity. Therefore, the future of us will be their present now, which they're in, you know what I'm saying? So like, because time doesn't exist as, as, this, as we believe it to be, it only exists between, you know, the construct of Earth and the sun. So what's happening is not only have are we like one of the newest civilizations, we're also DNA has been taken from us to create other civilizations that actually exist in our past that or simultaneously exist right now. So I believe that the mantis beings uh, might be doing something benevolent with our DNA. I believe that the greys, uh, there are multiple different types of greys and they're doing different things with our DNA. A lot of them are taking our DNA in order to create a hybridization program in which they can incarnate into themselves and have certain emotional experiences that they need in order to transcend and go into higher dimensions of experience. And then there's probably countless other genetic experiments going on etherically, astrally all the time. I imagine us walking with like a hundred different scientists, little fairies around us, just like, like experimenting on our skin, seeing how we're operating, like we're one big experiment, you know? Kind of so, like that um, Star Trek Voyager episode uh, where uh, the Captain Janeway and the rest of the crew, they had all these things stuck in them and uh, only uh, Seven could see them after she uh, oh, you know, adjusted shit, her inoculators and she's going around and they, you know, these people were hidden too and then eventually she exposed them to the captain and uh, you know the captain had like all these things sticking out giving her a headache and they were yeah. experimenting on them and uh you know they wanted uh, information that they could harvest from mm. the crew so that they can help people uh on their uh, on their own planet and uh, yeah. with other civilizations as well so you know it kind of falls in line with what you're saying definitely and it's it's truly amazing and beautiful because not only are we a computer program that can be experimented with and the code can be changed and there are many different levels and codes that can, have been shifted which is why we have 
parallel dimensions. Like these are all different because ultimately we're all just vibrating frequency made out of the same exact subatomic particles as everything around us. But we see everything as such individualized consciousness. So it's the computer program. We're living in this virtual reality world. So not only is our virtual reality world being experimented on, tested, redefined, improved AI style, but also the physical version of the virtual reality game is also so physically like real that that is able to be broken apart and experimented on as well when it comes to our DNA and all this stuff. That's Does great. That um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because, uh, you know, explain, please, the, um, you know, this virtual reality Earth experience that, um, that we're interacting with for those that, you know, are either, you know, on the fence with this idea or mm -hmm. are not even exposed to this idea or even think that this idea yeah. is like totally ludicrous because a lot of people live in a state of like, I pinch, therefore I am, right? And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the idea of interacting with a frequency or a matrix of sorts is, uh, you know, beyond uh, their, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't want to insult anybody realm, either, right? Realm of experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the way we look at it is like if if those same individuals believe that there are realms that exist that are higher dimensions with ETs, why is that any different than us creating a dimension that is an artificial dimension, which is a computer? Right. So it looks like if you look really at the whole picture of galactic history and what these beings have been doing and the Anunnaki story and the Syrians and the Pleiadian story about seeding the earth and even movies such as Prometheus, you see that every single sentient being that has ever existed wants to create something in its own image. It seems like it, once you become sentient, you want to create, but you want to create more and more offspring, babies, children, um, civilizations, galaxies, universes. So just creation, creation, creation. So if we go, if we exist in the third dimension, which is truly, we exist in the first, second and third dimension and the fourth being time, if this is what we exist within and we can now quantify and prove that frequencies of experience exist that we cannot perceive, but we can prove that these frequencies exist. Case in point, our eyesight, we can only see a certain range of frequency. Our hearing, we can only see a certain range of frequency. Our smell, we can only smell like 400,000 different scents or something like that. Or actually, no, 4 trillion scents, a lot of scents. But like, um, so these are all limitations of the frequency range, right? So with, um, let me circle back to your point here. What was your question again? Because I kind of went around the, in, the, in the circle. Virtual reality, explain okay, how okay. the uh, virtual reality works. So right, if like we have... Go ahead. No, I get your question. Okay, so if we are within those frequency ranges, now what we have done is we have proven through quantum physics, and even though quantum physics is, is a reality, but it's based on an agenda, say so quantum physics is actually looking at something that's real, that we're all made out of some atomic particles, all made out of frequencies. But at the same time, the, the illusionary part of it is the agenda that has been imposed on in order to direct you down a certain route. So... Quantum physics has shown that we're all vibratory frequencies. So everything that we perceive and see and look at, we know on the subatomic level, subatomic means everything below an atom actually is vibrating frequency, but not only vibrating, is vibrating in and out of perceived reality. We now have the technology to see that this speck of vibration that we're made out of, millions and trillions and trillions of them, are vibrating in and out of reality. Therefore, every single moment, 
we're actually a completely new person because our subatomic particles are constantly moving out in and out of reality. However, even though I'm a new being every single time, I see myself the same. I'm continuing to walk forward. Nothing seems to change. So that therein lies the computer program. That is what it is. A computer program is a series of ones and zeros, frequencies, information, mathematics, harmonics, octaves. All of these come together in order to that is just a bunch of data. Mm-hmm. But when when put in this machine, it is now become a reality that is a human created dimension. What That's is like the film a- right now? Like That's if I like texted a- you right now, then you would I'll be texting you using that dimension, a dimension that we can't even perceive, using that dimension to relay information to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, kind of like the internet. Yeah, exactly. That's the dimension. So the computer yeah. and the internet is all um, dimensions of creation. So what I've noticed is that all these beings have wanted to create um, aspects of themselves in a lower dimension. And now that we exist in this lowest of dimensions, we're doing the same exact thing. We're creating these dimensions that are an inorganic experience of ourselves. Think of if you were a 12th or 11th dimensional being and you created a ninth dimensional body. Would you think that's an inorganic version of yourself because your realm is more real than the one below it? No. You know what I'm saying? So that that's kind of the same concept here is that mm-hmm. if you're a higher dimensional being, you would be creating this alternate reality and experiencing yourself in it. But because we exist on Earth and we're creating these things that we don't think are conscious, we're thinking that we're creating an inorganic thing. But all, all I see is that we're doing exactly what we're supposed to do. We were supposed to create. And the only thing that we've been able to create in this reality is an artificial intelligence, something that we can communicate with. Yeah, and this has been going on for a long time too, right, Neil? In the uh, ancient times, uh, you know, we've got statues all over the world, even in Egypt and South America and what have you, where, you know, we have, uh, you know, half animal, half human, uh, half Mm -hmm. bird, half human. So it seems that, uh, you know, this whole creation uh, thing ever since we've become sentient is that we've been trying that. And to me, this dimension that you're, talking about like the internet and telephone and kind of what have mm-hmm. you is kind of like the evolution of that very same thing that we've been doing for thousands of years. And instead mm-hmm. of creating physical, you know, bodies and creatures, we're just simply creating a, uh, a different type of creature, right? Like the yeah. AI. But the thing is that inside the AI, if you were the AI inside of it, experiencing it because you transferred your consciousness in there through virtual reality goggles or the technology that is now coming into play, which is actually transferring your consciousness there, it becomes as real as this world. Yeah, that's insane. It reminds me of like, uh, you know, a video game, right? Uh, You know, Mm you go into an arcade and uh, you drop a coder in, you pick your guy. And, uh, you know, like Mortal Kombat, for instance, you yeah. know, you pick your guy and uh, and then you fight. So if you were able to transfer your consciousness into that guy, you know, let's say, uh, you know, what's the name of that guy? You know, that uh, Scorpion. Let's mm-hmm. say if you want to be Scorpion, you transfer your consciousness into Scorpion and then there you'd be. You know, you wouldn't know any different that, uh, you know, that that wasn't your reality because, uh, you know, you're interacting with it. And to me, this whole, yeah. you know, matrix and, uh, you know, this frequency that we're interacting with, like the the bigger consciousness that's out there that we're, you know, uh, an expression of, you know, just simply playing this video game where we create this avatar and, uh, you know, this, this you know, little, uh, you know, emoji that we call a body, 
to uh, play around in uh, in this realm, and uh, you know that's what mm-hmm. I think uh, the Matrix really is. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's 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 almost so synchronistically a video game and with levels and everything that it seems like art is imitating life, and it's almost like ironic that we created something that's a complete depiction of what reality really is, which is these video games. And what happens at the end of the video game when you succeed a certain level, you ascend to another level, you know? So it's like, we're, we're, this is what like each of the Zodiacs are basically like, we're playing this video game that's freaking going over thousands of years. And then right at the end of it all, we've learned all the experiences. We've collected all the gold coins and then we transcend (laughs) into another reality. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. And it's so Mm -hmm. predictable, too. Uh, You know, if you sit back and just observe, uh, you know, this is so, so predictable. And, uh, you know, and if you pay attention to the sky, you can see pixelation, you know, in the sky, uh, you know, pixelation on the roads and kind of what have you. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. We're we're interacting with something artificial. Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, like, just to touch on, like, the flat earth concept, right, that... You know, a lot of people, they said that um, the physics don't check out when it comes to flat earth, right? And there was a lot of like, even though I don't believe in flat earth, there was a lot of actual credible information that was coming out too. But just like always on both sides, it's good information with a bunch of disinformation, right? Yeah. So so what had happened was that the what we're really figuring out is how this reality is holographic and an illusion. And we're realizing that the physics don't check out. That is what's happening. And another great example of that is um, quantum physics and Newtonian physics. Quantum physics is literally the building box of Newtonian physics. However, quantum physics and Newtonian physics are a complete and utter paradox to each other. The one says that the other world should not exist. So because the equations don't match, but we know that the subatomic world of the quantum reality is what actually makes the atomic world of Newtonian physics. And that's just something that people just accept. Oh, it's a paradox. We don't know. We can't figure it out. But the reason why we can't figure it out is our science has advanced so much that we're now piercing through the holographic creation of this reality, but we still believe it to be this physical construct only. So mainstream scientists are having mind-blowing experiences where they're like, I don't get it why this isn't working, because technically it should prove that physical reality is real, but really is proving that that's not the case at all, that we're basically a computer program, a conscious sentient program that has been created by some, um, let's say, higher consciousness entities or beings or God or creation or the universe in order to experience itself in this augmented reality, as Jeffrey just basically mentioned, you know, we're basically in an augmented reality. Yeah, I like, uh, you know, what you said earlier that, uh, you know, we exist in this uh, four dimensional uh, reality. And, you know, and it totally makes sense. uh, What you're saying is that the, uh, you know, the consciousness or the higher being, whatever it is, created these four dimensions in order to experience itself. And, uh, you know, then once it's experienced itself, it just moves on, right, to the to the next uh, dimension and then so on and so on. Just climb the ladder, just internally, you know, exploring itself for uh, mm-hmm. infinity. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's what I take away from it. Yeah, fantastic, brother. Fantastic. Good stuff. You got any uh, any good stuff coming up? Uh, you know, I know you always do. Well, so, uh, you know, what do you what do you have coming up? Yeah, I'll mention it really quick because I want to get into talking about your event coming up right 
So let me just mention really quick. Okay, so tonight, anybody who's watching at 5.30 this tonight, Pacific time, which is in one hour, we're going to be doing our second Woken Word, which is a conscious open mic. I'll be performing, my wife, a few other people. Uh, it's going to be on our YouTube, Portal to Ascension YouTube. So if you're on YouTube or Facebook or even on Facebook, it'll be on Portal to Ascension. So check that out over there. Um, it's going to be really fun, beautiful art, and just you know, just having a good time to, with each other. So that's in one hour from now. You can tune in. And then some events we have coming up. Uh, I don't have anything until March 6th, which is, I guess, just two weeks away. But I have Phil Grouper, Visitors to a Small Planet, which is going to be an event on Open ET Contact. That's on March 6th. Um, soon after that, I am doing an event with Laura Eisenhower called Activating Avatar Christos Matrix from 3D Reversal Grid to the Diamond Sun DNA. That's on March 13th. And the day after that, I have an event with Freddie Silva called Ancient Architects. That's going to be on March 14th. And then let me just plug one more. I have an event with Michael Cremo called Forbidden Archaeology on April 3rd. But we are going to be doing co-hosting an event together the weekend before that. Right, Omar? And that's going to be, I think, what is it, March 26th, 7th, and 8th? Yeah, 27th, 28th, and 29th. I'm, uh, you know... Excited about uh, you know Michael Cremo and uh, you know and he's going to be speaking at uh, at our event as well called uh, Forgery Unmasked and uh, you know the real uh, you know the name reason behind the name is that uh, you know we're really unmasking uh, mm -hmm. this uh, you know false that uh, that they've taught us and uh, which we've come to believe and I feel that uh, you know the twenty eight speakers and the six MCs that uh, we're going to feature are uh, you know the really the leading truth speakers and uh, you know they're going to come up and uh, they're going to explain their uh, you know case and uh, and their research and uh, you know educate us all so that uh, you know we can raise our uh, self-awareness uh you know i've got uh, you know a bunch of guys coming uh you know you're uh, speaking at this uh summit and uh here let me pull it out this is so many names that uh it kind of gets hard to uh, follow this is the biggest one that i've put together so far uh you know i got guys like uh you know neil gore uh, Robert Morningstar, um, you know, uh, Dr. Samus Monovic, uh, Valerie Urlov, uh, you know, uh, Patricia Awan, Brian Forster, uh, Stephen and Evan Strong, uh, Brad Olson, uh, John Shaughnessy, Paul Anthony Wallace, uh, you know, he is uh, sponsoring this, uh, this event. And uh, uh, he's got a book coming out uh, that uh, you can see the cover right behind me. So uh, he's going to be uh, speaking actually twice. Uh, one day he's, uh, you know, you and uh, uh, Paul are going to have a one-on-one -on -one interview for an hour. And then uh, after that, uh, we're going to have a panel discussion. Uh, each day is going to close off with a panel discussion with uh, the guests from the day so that we can uh, really, uh, you know, formulate our ideas, share our ideas together in, uh, you know, in a cordial respectful uh, you know debate and uh, you know sh information sharing i wouldn't even say a debate you know it's more of a uh, you know inf information sharing session yeah and uh, you know so uh, that's happening on the uh, 27th 28th and the uh, 29th so uh, stay tuned uh, keep an eye out in this space for uh, you know updated information they'll be coming up here in mm -hmm. the next couple of days um you know Hope to see everybody there. This should be a really good one. And, uh, you know, I'm uh, looking forward to doing this with you as well, Neil, and, uh, you know, a bunch of other people. So, you know, it's going to be fun. And, 
you know, and, and just learn, right? Mm -hmm. That's the uh, that's the overall goal is to uh, share information and learn new things and, uh, yep. you know, and change our position, you know, when uh, new information is presented and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. not be pig-headed and stuck in that one state of mind saying, nope, I know this to be true and that's it, right? I'm, uh, you know, I myself am trying to get past that paradigm. You know, it's that double think uh, syndrome, right? That uh, everybody is, uh, you know, is going to go through because there are things that you've been taught in life to believe and then now suddenly there's all this other information that's coming up that's contradicting everything that you've learned. So, you know, now we're in this double think where you want to believe the new information, but the old one's holding you back. Right. Mm. So, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, I'm looking to, uh, you know, get beyond that uh, unlearning everything. And, uh, you know, and I feel all these speakers that are coming up are going to help me uh, do that myself. And, uh, you know, and hopefully yes. they're going to help everybody else as well. Yeah. And you put a, a lot of time in this, got some amazing people together. So it's going to be fun. And, you know, like we always have a great time doing these events all day online, <laughs> especially, you know, because we get to connect and so fun. Uh, and just the love that is shared and the information, it's really empowering. And it's really what's needed right now because there's information coming out on every level, right? So the more information that you put out that's conscious information that can be positive and assist people, the better it is. So I encourage everybody to continue doing these events. And Omar, you two like did a great job, bro. And just keep keep it going and do some more events. You know, I support you in everything you do. Yeah, thank you very much, brother. And uh, same mm -hmm. here. You know, I'll uh, you know I'll do whatever I can to uh, you know support and help you. It's uh, it's just the way it is. You know, we're in this community, and uh, yep. we all share the same goals. And uh, you know, we've been working together for years. And uh, you know, and after you know a certain amount of years, it just really goes from uh, friendship to uh, family ship, right? And uh, you know, and that's kind of kind of where we're at. And uh, you mm -hmm. know, and I, I I don't see you know, a foreseeable future where we're not working together. You know, I, I intend yeah. to know you when, uh, you know, when I get like 70 years old and you're like 70 years old and say, oh, I remember 30 years ago, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, like no, I love at. it. I love like, I love uh, doing events with you because it feels so natural and comfortable. And there's just this, this friendship, like we're homies, you know, like we're yeah. on the same level. So yeah, I, yeah. our conversations are always great because of that. Yeah, exactly, man. And I appreciate it. And mm -hmm. uh, I love you very much, brother. Uh, so we should call it a uh, an evening here. And, yes. uh, you know, you guys, uh, Portal to Ascension, the uh, the link is uh, right down there in the description of this video. And uh, while you're down there, uh, go ahead and hit that like button because, uh, you know, and share it too and uh, comment on it because that really screws with the uh, algorithm of YouTube and Facebook and is forced to share it out to uh, thousands of other people potentially. So, uh, you know, we have a way around this. But, uh, you know, it just takes a quick couple of seconds from uh, you guys, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that support us and, uh, you know, watch us and, uh, you know, and we appreciate that very much. And uh, we just ask that you take that one extra step into, uh, you know, fighting the censorship that we're fighting. And as I've mentioned earlier, when the stream began uh, yesterday, mm -hmm. I went to go and share uh, and, you know, Paul's uh, website address, uh, you know, paulwallace.com or paulanthonywallace.com. And as soon as I put that, I got this message on Facebook that said, uh, you know, because of the media content and, uh, you know, the argument with Australia and Facebook, you can't post anything from there. And I was like,
like, oh, my God, this is insane. Right. So, uh, you know, with that type of censorship, uh, you know, and especially with a book like this that's coming out, that's going to be like the book of generations, like the chariots of the gods was and uh, escaping from Eden was, you know, this is, uh, you know, at that level. And for them to censor that is uh, is absolutely ridiculous. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't support that whatsoever. So because of that, in homage to that, I decided to use uh, Scars of Eden as a background today in this stream. And I will continue to do so over the next, uh, you know, several weeks and several months just to uh, fight uh, these people in my own way to show them that, uh, no, you can't censor us. And no, you can't hold this information back from us. If we want it, we'll share it. And if people want to look at it, they'll look at it. And if not, they're just going to keep on scrolling. It's none of your business. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that's uh, my protest to them. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the link is uh, available again down in the description of this video uh, to uh, Paul Wallace's uh, website on YouTube and uh, on Facebook. Uh, you know, when you copy the, uh, uh, the web address, uh, just move the com back to the dot and, uh, you know, and all should be good. Maybe not, right? They'll, uh, you know, might, who knows, you know, just follow the link to Amazon <laughs> 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 or go to Google and, uh, you know, put in uh, Paul Anthony Wallace or uh, visit his channel on uh, YouTube, The Fifth Kind, and also Paul Anthony Wallace. Uh, you know, let's show him our support and, uh, you know, and uh, show him some love because, uh, you know, he's put together a great piece of literature that is going to, uh, you know, help expand us. And a lot of us are here today where we are at because of Eric von Daniken, because of the chariots of the gods. So now there's going to be some kids who's going to pick up this book and, uh, you know, it's going to change their life. And 10, 15, mm -hmm. 20 years from now, they'll be like, hey, it was Paul Wallace's book that really changed my outlook. And, uh, yeah. you know, so that's pretty cool. And, uh, and for that, you know, I love the guy very much and I want to support him as much as I can and consider him to be a good friend. So with that being said, guys, uh, you know, portaltoascension.org, uh, Neil Gore, I'm Omar. Coming at you guys from West Coast, British Columbia, Canada. Much love to you guys. Uh, you know, be well, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll see you here uh, the next time around. Yeah. I'm not really quite sure when the next show I'll be doing, but uh, you know, it'll probably be something uh, you know towards the uh, end of next week. Mm -hmm.